You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Monday, December 11th, episode 3320. Good morning, horse people. Coming to you live from Santa's workshop at the North Pole, everyone's favorite elves, Jamie Jumperbottom and Glenn Scooter Pops. That's right. We are back together again. It's been a while. We haven't Howdy, done... friend. <laughs> I can't laugh. So you, you, you're not allowed to make me laugh today or I will be coughing. So just warning oh, you. And, okay. And those Why elf names we had them? earlier, we're going to get this year's version. Every year we do our new elf names. Well, this year we're going to get new ones for our horses and for ourselves on today's show. Uh, and we're going to also talk to Jade uh, Leahy. Leahy? I don't know how you say Jay's last name. She's from England, and she's going to talk about her inclusive children's books. And apparently you have some serious equestrian first world problems. We're going to go over those. Plus, you know, when you watch TikTok and Instagram, there's always there's two people sitting there, and they're, they're doing the uh, most likely to game, who's most likely to do this, and they point to each other. You okay. see a lot of them on Instagram and, and YouTube. We're going to play the most likely to game Christmas edition between you and I. And oh I'm sure that the auditors are going to agree or disagree with us. We'll find out. That'll be in today's post show. Um, thanks to Ashley for filling in for both of us last week. And also Helena for helping out last week as well. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, you had an emergency trip to make and uh, I couldn't talk on Friday. So... Uh, I gave it to Jennifer, so she's in full-fledged sick mode right now. Man, it is a thing. Like, Farm Boy's sick. He had the, like, I guess the entire campus of OU has this illness where they're all, like, super sick for, like, two or three days. That's what I have. Lingering cough. Yes, that's exactly what we have. It came on. Sounds like, you know what it sounds like? sounds like winter <laughs> it just that's what it was happens. weird because during those two days you think you're gonna you're just sick i mean really sick and i was thinking this is gonna last for weeks and then you start to feel better and then it's just a cough so yeah we have that all the way from oklahoma thanks a bunch <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> hey you know who fault. has it worse is uh people in the south oh my god tennessee and kentucky had that tornado outbreak over the weekend and Mm. jen's brother who lives in clarksville tennessee was a quarter mile from a tornado that wiped out a neighborhood literally a quarter mile um and lisa of course lisa waisaki who fills on in this show all the time runs colby army above nashville well above nashville got hit pretty hard and she's okay her farm's okay but apparently a bunch of her volunteers that help with the therapeutic riding center lost parts or most of their homes so she was out uh, trying to help all of them get situated yesterday and we wish our best to everybody i know there were other listeners that were in that area so we give our best to everybody down there tornadoes are still the uh, i still don't they're still the scariest thing out there i think 
They're the worst. Yeah. And you got through those storm lines okay, though. Uh, Yeah, apparently. Yeah. We didn't have anything. Yeah, we were under tornado watch yesterday, too, but it missed us, thank God. So we're thinking about you, Lisa, and all your your helpers out there uh, right now. All right, let's do some Daily Winnies. I only have one birthday today, and it, but it's probably, I'm going to say it, it's the most imper- important birthday to Jamie and I. Uh, <laughs> it's Karen Isberg. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Karen. Karen is the one who runs Kentucky Performance Products. And I will say that without Karen's support all these years, Jamie and I would not be doing this show together today. Nope, we so, would not be here. <laughs> no. So happy birthday, Karen. We hope you have a fantabulous time. I know that she's uh, she's still helping run that company and doing a lot of the social media and stuff. And when you call, you can still ask for Karen if you need help. But uh, thank you, Karen, and, and happy birthday. Well, I know I didn't tell you, but... Uh, um you know, you know, it's it's been a tough couple weeks, and with my mom and all the the things that go with that, and um, we named our puppy. Sometimes you oh, just yeah? need a puppy to make your life the little black have this fluff ball new, yeah, yeah, a little new excitement, new little love, and it's and uh, sometimes you just need to dump a bunch of love on something, and so that's what we're doing with this puppy. But we we named her, and we named her last week, but I didn't tell you because you weren't here, so I thought I would give it to you. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, so you remember my last dog was named Zinyata. Yeah. And Zinyata was I don't know what you named it after. But I know, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> didn't name it after, like, one of the greatest race mares of all time. So this time, we named this puppy Winx. And Winx is named after the Australian oh, yeah. super horse um, who I asked for. I have Black Caviar's Briar, which is another Australian super mare. But Black Caviar just didn't hit really roll off the tongue like <laughs> Winx did. <laughs> so, but I was a super I fan. Was Winx a mare too? Yes, yes, she was a marriage. She won 33 in a row. I mean, just, if you just go to YouTube and type in Winks horse racing, they have like compilations of her races. And she is a mare that you see and they run, you know, coming around backwards, basically. And they, they show her coming around the turn and and she's way in the back. Sounds like somebody else that we know. And then just just blows by everybody. And just over and What is it with the mares wanting to be again. underdogs when they start to race? I know. It's amazing. It was really impressive. And and she's just a super mare. And she ran around the same time as American Pharaoh. So uh, probably overshadowed a little bit here in the U.S. But I followed her and loved it. And I was like, we got to name her after a superstar race mare. And so Winks it is. So Yay. And it's perfect. Well, congratulations. Is the new puppy working out? How many times have you cleaned the floor? <sighs> Oh my gosh. Well, unless we don't have to talk about that. But here's the thing. We had this like hanging bell that we I used for Homer to he asked to go outside. And so it hangs off the handle of the door. And when he wants to go out, he walks up to it and hits the bell with his nose and we open the door. It's such a genius thing. I, I saw it at somebody else's house. And I know people have been doing it forever, but I'm way late. Uh, so we've got that Homer trained to open the door and now Winx is trained. And she's like 
I think I took her to the vet. They said she was eight weeks old. So she's probably nine weeks old now. And she already rings the bell to go outside. So she's super smart, but she doesn't always ring the bell. We're still working on that, but it doesn't matter because she's fantastic. And uh, we could yeah. never teach the greyhounds to do that. They never got it. No, really? Yeah. I if I can teach a basset hound to do it, you can do it. But yeah, it's really cute. So she rings the bell to go outside and, and we took her to the vet and got all the things done. And, and I love my vet and, and Homer went in too. And so I had, you know, the basset hound puppy and the tiny puppy. And we just don't know what she is. So I did submit a doggy DNA oh, test. Oh, good. Yes. Because Chad is like, what is this dog? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, she could be like Border Collie Chihuahua for all I know because she's so tiny. So we shall see what she is when, uh, when it I'm comes give back. give you some idea how big she's going to get, too. That's really the main concern, Glenn, because <laughs> Chad doesn't want a super tiny dog, and I don't want a super huge dog, and so I don't know. We'll see. It'll be fun. We'll we'll take before I read the show. We'll take bets, and we'll post pictures, and let everybody guess what they think she is, and then we'll get the results and read them on the air. There you go. I love that idea. Hey, speaking of Lisa Waisaki, there's a new episode of Celebs with Horses out, and I edited this one in my sickness over the last couple days. It's uh, Allie is her name, and she is Garth Brooks' daughter, who is also a singer-songwriter, but also a horse person. So apparently all of Garth Brooks' kids, uh, you know, had to Wait, be into horses. You mean Garth Brooks' children have, like, musical talent? That's yeah, so weird. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> And she's pretty good. I listened to some of her songs, and she talks about growing up and uh, on the ranch not too far from you in Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, in Yukon. There's a, uh, you know, this is very Oklahoma because there's so many country singers that are from Oklahoma. We've got Blake Shelton. We've got Garth Brooks. We've got Toby Keith up the street. We've got Carrie Underwood's from here. Reba McIntyre's from here. And do you know how you know what town they live in? There's a big sign on the entrance of town. No, oh. there's a water tower for everybody. <laughs> Yukon, home of Garth Brooks. You can see it from the freeway. And then there's welcome I, to. I, did I hear Garth has sold that property? And I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. You're the one who just heard I, an I, interview he, with She didn't daughter. say anything about that, but I thought I heard that. Uh, she talked about riding on the 3,000 acres and how they used to go out and do ca- uh, campouts on, on the back of the property. When you have 3,000 acres, you can go do campouts on the back of the property. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but she talks, She is really, I mean, she really is into her horses, and it was a lot of fun. So if you want to check that out, go to Celebs with Horses on your podcast player. Hey, there's. I got you... <laughs> This caused me a problem last time. Actually, it caused you a problem last time. It didn't cause me a problem. But I kind of mentioned a retired racehorse project that they were doing, and it was the early days of retired racehorse project. And Jamie's like, I can do that. I got a thoroughbred. I can do retired racehorse project. Well, Jamie, mm-hmm. there's something new now. There's been Mustang makeovers forever. I mean, forever, right? Well, now there's something new called the Mustang Classic 2024. Oh, boy. It's the first of its kind. And what makes this Mustang makeover different is it's only English disciplines. What? Yes. This is amazing. Well, no, that isn't that isn't as amazing as the $125,000 total purse with $50,000 to the winner. Wow. Yeah. And it's all English? It's all English. All right. Well, we all know who's going to win. Go ahead, Elisa Wallace. Go ahead Guess and take whose everybody's picture money. is at the very top of their website. 
I would assume it's Elisa Wallace. Elisa Wallace, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, she can't use one of her old horses. She has to use one of her, she has to get a new horse. That's the rule. Apparently, you have to get a new horse. It, it, this competition is September 13th through the 15th, 2024. This is not a paid commercial. I just saw this this morning at the Kentucky Horse Park, of course. And uh, you have between September 8th, already passed, and June 1st, 2024, to get your BLM wild horse. And apparently there's certain rules around that. I don't know exactly how all that works. But uh, then you can train them up. And I don't know about the categories, the divisions, any of that stuff. I'll put a link to it if anybody's interested. There were a couple of our auditors I noticed that said they were going to be training up Mustangs. Well, here you go. Mm -hmm. I need to get a new horse, obviously. (laughs) Would you do that again? That type of competition. I mean, that's basically the same type of competition you did before with the thoroughbred, but it's the it's it's yeah. Um, the difference here is though you're not competing against those Western people who are doing all the Western disciplines, you know. Uh, yeah, I I might do that. I might do that. I might. We'll see. You haven't had a, <laughs> a new Mustang in a while. You know what, Glenn? You're right. And we need to remedy that situation, obviously. <laughs> Do not tell Chad I brought this up. This is not my fault. Guess what Glenn said? <laughs> Glenn says I have to go get a Mustang and compete in the Mustang Classic Glenn 2024 at the Kentucky Horse Park. He said it's yeah, good for the show. <laughs> he said I won't do it. And that means I have to do it. <laughs> I want to talk to you too. Uh, we're gonna pick our uh, we're gonna pick our horse's elf name, and we'll post this in the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. This year is brought to you by Equestrians Rock. I don't know what that is, but that's who brought you this meme with Equestrian elf names. Um, so uh, before we do that, though, I wanted to ask you about your worm flooring. Jennifer called and got the quote, which is about the same as yours uh, for a three horse, and we're, we're going to do it here in Ocala. She's making the nice. appointment for the beginning of January, but now the hard question is. They have so many colors. I know. It's And then you can mix and match colors. I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. We looked at all the colors and it was like, of course, I like the bright colors. She likes the not so bright colors. So we're in this color war about what to make our worm flooring for our horse trailer. Well, what's cool is when you go into the office of worm flooring, they have samples of different ones that have, they've made, like almost like a little uh, troweled brick of the color that, you know, like a little uh, paver. And so looking at the pavers and then I took all laid all these little pavers that they made out with all the different colors. And then I made up my own. (laughs) So they have like green, right? Yeah, I ended up with green, but not just green because I didn't want it to look like a putting green, which it kind of does. Um, I put some black in there. So they'll do like a 50, 50. And I did like, I want, 15% 15% black mixed in with the 85% green. And so they kind of mix up. So it's little black specks in it, but it's not green and black. Um, but yeah, it's basically like, imagine, you know, the, the pebbles in an aquarium at the bottom, yeah, that's yeah. the size of these little rubber pieces if i'm describing it at all correctly and it's like that's how they kind of lay out is if you put a bunch of different rocks at the bottom of an aquarium they would all kind of mix together that's how it ends up looking i did not want black and just simply because i didn't want it look like they were stepping into a hole Hole. yeah that's what i thought yeah, the one black green they white. have is like ultra neon green. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's a green. That's why I added a little bit of black to it. But you can be pretty specific with them and just let them know how many colors. But I think they'll do like three different colors. And I went with the green because that tends to be our barn color. You know, I'm not str- my color is clearance, actually, to be fair. But <laughs> 
the barn that I got had, you know, I picked the roof and we wanted our barn to look like the barns at Keeneland. And so we went with the green roof with the white uh, sides. And so I kind of just stick with that theme wherever I can. So I went with that green, but it was so bright that I added in some black too. Which doesn't really matter, Glenn, because you're going to put some shavings down on yeah, it. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that's true. Although ours, as you know, we use as a camper a lot. So a lot of times the back is cleaned out and we're using it for ourselves. So okay, what color do you want? What color is Jennifer? Actually, I think we've kind of settled on the hunter green, not that light neon green. Um, yeah. Uh, the hunter green. And she likes a brown mixed in with it. So it's it's going to be pretty dark when, when we're done. Uh, you know me, I would have picked like bright red. But um, I didn't want to scare the horses out of the trailer. Either. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Let her have this one. I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely going to. Whatever I'm you want. I'm not that vested then- in it. <laughs> And, it, you know, it costs a little extra to get the color. And I was like, I'll just go with black. And, my, and Chad's like, get what color you want. Just get You're it. You're doing it's it not once that much in your more. lifetime, yeah. right? So Exactly. Well, exactly. And if you don't know so, what we're talking about, we're talking about this cool flooring that you can put on your aluminum trailer, your wooden floored trailer as well. Uh, and it's kind of this, what, rubbery substance. It's non-porous and slip-resistant, cushioned, textured. It's seamless, so you don't ever have to worry about picking up mats. You know what made us really want to do it? Is for the first time in a year, we picked up the mats on our mm-hmm. horse trailer and looked underneath at the aluminum floor and went, I really don't want to do this all the time. <laughs> so. No, and and if you look into, if you have aluminum floors in your trailer, they say, if you Google it, you're supposed to remove the mats Every time. Yeah, no. And spray underneath. Yeah, we all do it once a year, if that. Oh, I I couldn't do it. I tried. And I was like, there has to be a better way. So that's where I found worm flooring. And thank God they came on board. I, I mean, they came on board after I got mine done. I was like, hey, by the way... Thanks for doing my floor. I think other people should yeah. know about this. And by the way, so you feel better? We are not getting a discount either. So, <laughs> so <there you> go. <laughs> no, nobody. They, no. I, I wasn't even concerned about that. I just wanted people to know about it because it's such a cool product and it's so. So innovative. you just hose it out and clean it out, obviously, but then just hose it. I yeah, I took my blower and just blew it out, and yeah, you can take a little hose, pressure washer, whatever. I'm not that like I use my trailer probably twice a week, mm, so use it most of my most people. And I do, I did do this. Now they said I didn't need to, but I take a bunch of thoroughbreds that are young and off the track and a little antsy. And some of them get in my trailer and paw. So I did put like a small, like a, like a three by five rubber mat kind of where their heads are. So they, when they paw, they paw on that. Cause I'm like, don't you paw my floor. Uh, <laughs> I think he said you don't even have to do that though. I know, but I'm like paranoid because <laughs> I, I love my floor so much. I mean, I've laid on it. I've talked to it. Like we spend time together. <laughs> I can't wait. I just don't, I just want to know the rest of my life. I don't have to worry about that. You know, yeah, one it's less a, thing. It's it, one less thing. And that's what life is all about is with horses, especially is just trying to lighten your workload. I mean, we're starting to get still trying to get approval for our barn to be built seven weeks later. So, yeah, yeah, we got that to worry about. We're in flooring. You can find it. uh, They have outlets all over the country that do it. But if you go to worm, W-E-R-M flooring dot com, you can learn about the worm flooring systems and find a dealer near you. And they want to you're wondering why it's called worm flooring. It stands for we eliminate rubber mats. Eliminate. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you to worm. All right. 
our horse, we've been doing this for years. Every year, a new meme comes out on how to name your horse an elf name. And this year, it's brought to you by Equestrians Rock. I found it on Pinterest, actually. So what is your horse's elf name? You heard at the beginning of the show what our elf names were, and we'll find that out a little later in the show what ours are. But I'm going to do Scooter, all right? So uh, it's first letter of your horse's name. So if I do an S on this particular chart, it's Tootsie. Scooter's so not a Tootsie. Um, horse breed, they never, ever have hackney. So you just go with other. So it's Tootsie Sugar and Horses Color Bay, Tootsie Sugar McJingles. <laughs> <laughs> Tootsie so, Sugar McJingles, obviously. He would be so embarrassed with that. That is so not a Scooter name. Remind me later to tell you about the adventures that our two horses had of being totally terrified for two entire days. <laughs> that sounds fun. That which sounds horse, which fun. of your many thousand horses are you doing? Well, I'm looking at the list here, and I was going to do Miles, the Andalusian, but they don't have an Andalusian listed, and I don't want to have the same name as Scooter because they're obviously quite different. So I'm going to go with a Thoroughbred. We'll go with Ace. Okay. We could go with Pharaoh, the new one you just got. Oh, there you go. We'll go with Pharaoh. Yeah. Let's see what Pharaoh gets. So, uh, so P would be Mary. Uh, let's see, thoroughbred. There got to be a thoroughbred. Yeah, it's on the first. Oh, oh, so giggles, Mary giggles, and what? What color? Chestnut. Chestnut. Why don't they have chestnut on here? They do. Bottom right. Do you need medication? Yes, Are you okay? How about I just read this Why to you? Why don't you do yours? <laughs> I fairly can't We're going to go with Mary Giggles Twinkle Toes. Oh, my God. Mary Giggles Twinkle Toes. And if we were going to do Ace, it would be Tinsel Giggles. Uh, they're gray. They have white. They don't have gr- oh, gray Thanks. sweet cakes. Okay. So we've got uh, Tinsel Giggles Sweet cakes. Okay, this one's stupid. That one's good. <laughs> <laughs> Although, okay, so uh, with Pharaoh, what was Pharaoh's again? Because it kind of fit, I think. Pharaoh is Mary Giggles Twinkle Toes. He is kind of a lazy bummer. So, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have Twinkle Toes at all. He has. <laughs> He has cement feet. So he'd be like, <laughs> well, there's a name. Double sleepy cement feet. I like that better. <laughs> there, that's a good name for him. <laughs> and Ace is, um, we'll say, exuberant, random buck, hot feet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Scooter. Let me do Scooter again. Jumpy little feet. Jumpy tiny toes. Oh, jumpy tiny, tiny toes. bomb. <laughs> jumpy tiny toes spook bomb. I like and that. And cement feet. McBuckerston. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ours are better than this chart. <laughs> I'm going to make a real, what's your horse's real elf name? <laughs> All right. Tell us about Kosequin. Okay, Kosequin ASU joint hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while still delivering the taste horses love. The color of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. All right, next up, we're going to go to our guest over in England, and it's an author of a children's book series. 
and every copy donates to the Riding for the Disabled Association over there. And we are lo- we love it this time of year to highlight uh, small entrepreneurs who are out there doing cool things who don't get all the love they deserve. And around the holidays is a good time to do that. So let's get Jade on. Well, we have Jade Leahy on here, and she's an author, as we mentioned, and we're, she has some children's books. We love highlighting authors and people who are doing entrepreneurial things, especially at the holidays. So, Jade, thanks for joining us. Joining us, where are you at? So, I am based in West Dorset in southwest England. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Well, I'm glad to have you here. So, tell us about your books. What kind of uh, books do you write? Um, So I write um, inclusive children's books about my own horses. Um, I started that journey in 2020. My first book was released then. um, And it's about a little girl, um, semi-based on myself, who struggles with disability. And she longs to do things like roller skate, do ballet. um, And she learns to ride in the first book. Um, And so she focuses on the things that she can do. And then in the second book, she longs to have ballet lessons like her friends. So she learns to do dressage on her pony Um, and they even do a newspaper round because she can't ride a bike and every book is uh, making a donation to the riding for the disabled association um so yeah that that was my catalyst for doing it was a lady from uh, the riding for the disabled association helped me when i had to learn to ride again and they don't take a penny um so that that was my reason for doing it to give something back and also because my horses are absolutely amazing i know everyone says that but they really are um you know they, they they sort of are uh they go by voice because I can't really use my legs when I ride. So they're pretty amazing. That makes them extra special. So tell us about Odin and Rosie. So Odin was a Norwegian fjord horse and I had him until the grand old age of 35. Oh, wow. he, <clears throat> he came into my life at 21, 22. So he was a much loved member of my family. Um, and when he suddenly passed away, I thought I'd have to hang up my saddle. I actually ride in a Western saddle um, because it's easier for me. And they're far more comfy. It's like sitting in an armchair. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was sort of the end of, of my riding days. And then very luckily, um, a yard that I, I knew, uh, Rosie came onto that yard and she was up for sale. She's a gypsy cob. Um, she's a piebald cob with two blue eyes. And um, so she had to really sort of learn to ride again with me because she wasn't used to um, riding with someone with with mobility issues. And so we started off with uh, two volunteers at the side of us and the lady from the riding from the disabled association. And she had to learn to sort of be ridden using mainly voice. And now we are back to hacking out on our own again, which is amazing. It's not something I ever thought I'd be able to do again because I had a huge bond of trust with Odin that I, I didn't think I could get again. But she's got such a a patient and very sweet character. Um, we've we've been really blessed. Now, the, the gi- therefore, do the gypsy cobs have as much hair as the the purebred gypsies? Well, um, not really. quite so much. No, no, no. not not as much. Okay. Not not as much as the banners. But uh, very sadly, we've actually clipped her feathers because she suffers terribly with mites. Uh, and we tried Dectamax injections and lotions, um, and she still seemed to get them. So sadly, we had to take them off. And I love uh, feathers. On a cob. So, you know what? Mites, yeah. We have talked, we've been doing this show for 14 years, and we've talked about every wow. health thing there is for horses. And I don't think we've ever talked right. about mites. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if anyone's got a cure, then, then do let me know because we haven't found anything so far. And we've tried all sorts. Wow. Um, it's funny how some get them and some don't. But um, yeah. yeah. 
So, but and you got to realize be- too, Glenn, that the horses that she has and the weather that she has—that's something that's going to be a lot more yes, prevalent in her part yeah. of the world. Yeah, that's true. They get I mean, no I'd rain there. What are you talking hot. about? There's no rain over there. Oh God, it hasn't stopped raining. My goodness me, I need an ark. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's like a, a mud wallow here in the UK. Well, that's so cool. So, you do you um, do any competition with the riding for this stable? Oh gosh, no, no. Yeah. I, I just really hack. I just potter along. I was um, quite into carriage driving, so I had a trap for one of my old horses. Sadly, I've lost her as well. But I used to uh, drive that down to the local pub, which was nice. But Rosie and I just um, we potter around the country lanes, really, which is lovely. Well, that's so, uh, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to turn them into an inclusive cartoon. That would be the aim, but I don't know where to start. So when, when you say the word inclusive, what do you mean by that? So um, basically the, the, the main character, the little girl in my books, um, she, like me, has a, a physical disability. Okay. Um, so it, I think it's good for children to see, um, you know, characters that, that may or may not be like themselves. So the book... And was designed for children with and without disabilities, just to encourage them to focus on their own unique gifts and, and what they are able to do. Um, so, yeah, it's been enjoyed. I've shipped it to Japan, Australia, and both to children who are able-bodied and those who aren't, which has been really lovely. I think that's terrific. So uh, they are available in the United States as well? Yes, they are. Yep. Um, I can either ship them from my website or via Amazon. If you buy them from my website, it does mean that um, all of the money or a higher proportion of the money goes to the RDA. Um, from Amazon, they tend to take quite a big slice. I probably shouldn't say that. Should no, they I? do. Maybe that no, means we know that. Yeah. 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 We get that. So what is the website where they can find the books? Um, it's www.jade.co.uk and then um, forward slash shop forward slash. So that, that's where you'll find it. And who did the illustrations? A lovely lady called Julie Hollinshead. And how that came about was she's an animal portrait artist and she drew a portrait of Odin for me. And in lockdown, when I thought, oh, I'd love to t- turn him into a, you know, into, into a storybook, that would be a lovely tribute. I asked her if she could do it because I didn't know where to go for the illustrations or how expensive it would be. And she said, oh, I'm not really an illustrator, but I'm happy to give it a go. Fast forward, and she's now become so enthusiastic about it. She's bought um, a special artist tablet, um, and we're also hoping to produce a Christmas book and uh, a book about. I had a house pig for many years, um, so we're going to produce a book about that, and also a book to explain to children what a disability is. Um, so that that's in the pipeline, hopefully in the future. Okay, I can't let that go. You had a house pig for many years. Um, I, I did have a <laughs> house Jamie pig. was thinking it too. We we're both going there. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So so tell us about the house <laughs> so, pig because I don't know that we've ever so talked to anybody that had a house pig. The house pig was amazing. So I was given the house pig as a piglet because I I love all animals. I particularly love pigs. Um, and my dad said, "Oh yes, it's it's only little. It's it's like a micro pig." This pig grew to be enormous, like it was the largest of large whites you ever saw. Um, but when she was little, she would oink to go in and out of the living room. And, you know, she was very much part of the family. However, eventually she grew too big for the sofa and she had to move outside because oh we just couldn't accommodate her in the house. But we took her to London in a shoebox, like all these different places, because she was fed, um, you know, with a little bottle of pipette because she was the runt of the litter. Um 
Yes, and she was lovely. We had her for about 15 years. She would follow you like a dog. I'm still stuck on the um, pig got <laughs> too big for the sofa. Like the cow, like I can Glenn, do you know how fast I would be divorced if I, oh, if my husband oh, walked in and saw in? a pig? Was that very that clean, a 300 pound pig in the house? You'd be out. I, I believe <laughs> they're, you. They're really clean. No, I mean, yeah, she, she was smaller when she was in the house, but you know, it got to the point where obviously she had to go outside because she, she grew and grew, but I mean, she had her own little cereal bowl. She'd come in for her cereal in the mornings and oink to go in and out of the living room. They're really do, smart. Oh yeah, I knew they were smart. Do they get do they get moody like cats and dogs? Um, she used to. If you if you picked her up to cuddle her, she would really like squeal. And sometimes she and the puppy used to bicker a bit because she would kind of like. You know how they dig for truffles? She would do that with her nose, and the poor puppy would be lifted up in the air. Um, yeah, so but uh, we had her for many years. Yeah, she was lovely. All right, I see three I or four books so about that uh, right there. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in in the first one, the the, the pig um, sort of discovers that her family members, you know, humans eat sausages, and on that basis, she goes traveling. <laughs> that's that's where we're at so far. <laughs> That's funny. All right. I love this. Yeah. You're delightful. It's uh, Give the website again. Um, it's www.jadeleahy, that's L-E-A-H-Y dot co dot U-K and then forward slash shop uh, forward slash. So, yeah, if anyone would love to buy a copy, I'd be very, very grateful. I hope they do. And these would make wonderful gifts at Christmas time for, for kids of all mm-hmm. ages, really. And, and the, the uh, art is great. I just lo- I love everything well, about Amazon. it. I love that you're donating to the Writing for the Disabled Association. Appreciate you joining yes. us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. You have a Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. I just want her to be my best friend and live next door. <laughs> I couldn't let the pig go. I had to go with the pig. Uh, the fact that she says things like, have a cuddle. Yes. Just, that's what, that's how I, she talks how I wish I could talk. I know. Oh. And I wasn't done talking to her. I was done. We were done about the books. But when, when she mentioned the pig, it was like, okay, we can keep her on for a little longer because <laughs> I want to hear her voice some more. It's so soothing. <laughs> I love that. All right. Very good. Well, thank you uh, to Ashley for putting that one together. I really appreciate it. All right, let's talk about Purina, and then we're going to find out what our elf names are this year. Oh, do we have to do it too? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, we are sponsored today by Purina Animal Nutrition with three research-backed ration balancers to fill nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of protein, vitamins, and minerals without unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features active age prebiotic technology and outlast supplement for aging easy keepers. Omega Match is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin E, great for horses without access to green grass find a ration balancer for your horse at purinamills.com slash ration balancers or visit your local feed store all right every year we do what our elf name is and this year it's compliments of truthfollower.com no idea it's just a meme i found <laughs> so uh so last year well you heard at the opener what ours were last year and this year we're going to see what ours are so what is your elf name so it goes with the first letter of your first name Mine is G. So it is Stampy, S-T-A-M-P-Y. Stampy, and the month I was born, Stampy Pointy Ears. Okay. That's Stampy not as good as last pointy year. Ears. That's not as good as last year's. I am uh, putting 
Sparkly nose. <laughs> I Yours like for real. Um, if I was to come up with something, uh, I would say you are giggles coffee butt coughing coughing fit. Yes. Giggles coughing fit. Yeah, that's what my been my whole morning, so I think it fits actually. <laughs> Your giggles coughing fit. I like you that. Giggle, and then you have a coughing fit. <laughs> All right. Well I think that's a first world problem. So we're gonna go there. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Yes, it's that time of the week where we do an uh, the equestrian first world problems. Uh, remember, if you have a first world problem that is associated with your horse, it is a first world problem, like no matter what, because you already have a horse. Now, I post a thing in the auditor Facebook page on Sunday, and I'm like, hey, what's your problem this week? And these are the sad tales of woe that these individuals have to live with because they have horses. So we're going to start with Amanda, and this is terrifying to me. She said, I accidentally, on purpose, offered to fly my virtual dressage trainer and her friend to come visit me in person. She agreed, and now I have to figure out how to entertain her for a few days. You just invited a total stranger to, like, and you're flying them out to your house. Oh, that's yeah, a lot. It's <laughs> a lot when Glenn comes and I know him. Yeah. <laughs> in um taylor says i got two new psf sweden saddle pads on sale but it's been too rainy to use them so i can get photos yeah you don't want to use those in the rain those are not cheap i have a psf sweden bridle and dude i bought one for miles and for ace I'm like, these things are legit. They're awesome. Let me, um, let me okay. say, they're not a paid sponsor, but I see them their stuff when I go to Wisa. It's really nice. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah. Fortunately, when I say I bought them, I traded out for the training of a horse for the bridles. <laughs> So I didn't actually pay for them. I worked for them. Um, they occasionally Jennifer's- have sales. You want to find those. Uh, and they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I know a, a dealer in Texas that she sells saddles and bridles and pads and all the clothes and everything. So she's a very dangerous friend to have. <laughs> um, Jennifer said, I spent until 10:30 last night in the barn after grooming my horses, so they were all clean for their massage appointments this morning. And I spent today holding them for those massages, which they thoroughly enjoyed, followed by taking photos and videos of them for a clinic prep, helping feed, bringing horses in, and running errands for a tack room remodel we were doing. And then I finally remembered to feed myself at 8 p.m. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Allison That's a worst says, husband nightmare day right there. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Multiple massages for you. My shoulder hurts so bad. I would kill for a massage. Uh, anyway, uh, Allison says, I had to reseal the seams on my new-to-me living quarters horse trailer, and it's, like, so big that it, like, took forever, and I couldn't even ride my horse the whole day. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> Mel says... My favorite winter boots have kept my feet dry and warm for three years. But yesterday, I discovered a massive hole in my left boots as I stepped in deep, wet manure pile puddle. And I just missed all the Black Friday sales. 
Yeah, I did this um thing where uh, they do what's called angel trees. Do you guys have angel trees? No. So basically, you walk up and there's a tree, and this one was at my vet's office. And you buy, you pick like uh, their ornaments, but it's just a card, and you pick a card wow. off, and it's a, a name of somebody and a present and their age and what they want. So um, I, I bought, I grabbed a bunch of kids' names so I could go Christmas shopping with Lucas, so he could help me. So we had to buy like a little bike and um, like some transformer transformer toys and all this and it all goes to the bad women's shelter and my vet clinic does it's a dog vet so it's awesome they're just awesome people it's really great so i have to deliver these presents however could y'all please put those trees out before cyber monday (laughs) because oh my god there's no sales right now, Glenn. No, None. that usually ends on Cyber Monday. They were yeah. like, and now we're going to They start at the beginning of November now, but they end on Cyber Monday. They end on Cyber Monday. <laughs> and I was like, how much for a bike? Okay, well, we're doing that. So I said I'd do it, so I did it. But yeah, oh my gosh. So yeah, I feel your pain with getting your boot smell. Um, Kelly says, I love my holiday scented hand soap. But if I use the peppermint vanilla soap before I go to the barn, dude insists that I have trees that I'm, treats that I'm not sharing. <laughs> I'd probably sniff her hands, too. Peppermint vanilla are my two favorites. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> Scooter would eat my hand off. Yeah, you're yeah. lucky to have fingers left. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie says we're finally getting a big snowstorm, but it was so warm over the weekend that the ground isn't frozen and it's just going to make mud instead of being fluffy riding snow. <laughs> Summer says it's finally so pretty for one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns in our case yellow and brown and mud colored. You don't get snow, but yes, I know what you're talking about because, like, you see it. I think snow is beautiful, and then I'm like, I gotta go out there and work in that. Mm. It's beautiful for one day. Yeah, one day. Bye bye. Leave it after that. Uh, Summer says it's finally cool enough to wear my super awesome denim overalls. They have the best pockets. They have reinforced knees. They look super cute. And I can even wear them over my riding clothes. (sighs) But I have to like strip down to go to the bathroom and it's so cold and it takes so long. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. When you Jimmy wear those, says, those winter overalls too, it's like, oh man. Yeah. You got to take all the things off to, it's hard to, to get your yeah. arms out. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, even just like, I have this really awesome, super warm, long coat and it goes down to my knees. And like, if I try to pull that sucker up and go pee, uh, like something. So I have to take it off because I'm going to get pee on it or like, it's going to go into the toilet. Ah. It, so are you like, like we, I was anyway, I don't know about Jennifer, but uh, I just, when you found a winter coat you liked, you kept that baby for 25 years till it fell apart. Oh no, I bought three. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I like, this is the perfect coat. They have it in red, black, and gray. There you go. And they're at Costco, so they're super cheap. it's so hard to find a winter coat that actually works for you, you know? Well, I, so yeah, well, see, I like, I'm, I'm a coat hound. And so I've got like my long w- one that I wear for the wind. It's my carrots jacket, the like coach's coat, and you can ride in it. And then I've got like the super warm one that I can get trash. And then I have like that same one, but I'm not allowed to wear that one to the barn. Mm. And then I've got, there's like that the works, thinner one it? that's kind 
kind of like if it's mm. raining a little bit and then kind of cold, that's like a little windbreaker. And then I've got like the suede one, but you can only wear not suede, but like pseudo suede, but you can't wear that to the barn. And then fleece ones are fantastic, but like only in the house because shavings stick to fleece and you can't take a fleece anything out to the barn. And then I have slippers that also have fleece on them and I take the dogs for a walk and the stupid dead leaves get stuck in the fleece in my slippers. <laughs> that's true with the slippers. <laughs> Should I should I keep going? No, or I think we got I, it. Okay. Yeah, I think we got uh, it. Jenny says my husband made me bid on a Percheron, and we now own it. Oh, but I have zero congrats. tag that fits her. I want to hear about your husband making yeah, you bid I gotta on hear a Percheron. About a Percheron. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to send your information over to Ashley because we have to have you on. The show, yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely. I mean, I owned a few. I can give you pointers. Yeah. Just buy everything yeah. the biggest you can find it, and then make it bigger. <laughs> And buy two of those and then use bailing twine to attach them. And in the old days, pre-internet, it was really tough. Now, fortunately, we lived near Lancaster County, so we could get down where the Amish were and find bits. Bits were the toughest part. You have an 18 and a half hand percheron. How wide are they? Oh, it was a six or six and a half. Oh, my God. And you didn't, we didn't, we did shoes for the one percheron, but our farrier was making shoes at that point. So mm. he would make the shoes because it was literally the size of a pipe plate. I mean, it was. They huge. have to make them. Yeah, yeah. You can't buy those, can you? No, but it took him. I mean, he would be there three quarters of the day just doing shoes for the Percheron, and then it would cost us like $400. Back in the old days, it would cost us $400. Well, I mean, I, so April is one of our listeners, and I started her Clydesdale. And I mean, so I have this tiny little Monty, my starter saddle, the tiny little postage stamp exercise rider saddle. So I've got that on, on her, but I had to like double the, I use like a regular size girth and it requires actually like a dressage girth, but I'd use a regular size girth to get all the way around this horse. And then I have a breast collar that I put on that goes in front. That, yeah, that, no, was <laughs> that was hilarious. So I had the breast collar that went from the saddle halfway to her chest. And I tied bailing twine to go from the other side all the way to the other side of the saddle. So it was like half leather, half bailing twine. You so, weren't yeah, the only one that's used bailing creative. twine on tack for a draft horse. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was. They're all so right, sweet, finally, though. I know. If, hay, I if they didn't eat a bale of hay a day, which costs us like 30 bucks a bale down here. I would so want another Percheron, but well, you know, I've realized too, like I've got this 18 hand draft horse here that he's been here for almost a year boarding and training. And it's much like a Percheron, you know, like Chad says, he's like, he's, they're just really hard on your land. And it's because they poop 40 pounds. Yep. A hundred times a day. I mean, they look like, I call them the Barontosaurus. I'm like, it looks like a dinosaur backed up and took a poo by the fence. Like, it's so huge and heavy and like you lift you. Am I the only one that goes by scoopfuls? So scooter is one scoop with the with the manure fork, uh, with my flex and fork, by the way, which I still hope never dies. Um, and then Nigel is one in a little bit, which pisses me off because I want to get it in one, but I can't get it in one. Now, draft horses is two and a half. So Now, I would like to just take a pause here and talk to our listeners. This is the only place you're going to get quality entertainment, like how many forkfuls your Everybody horse Everybody listening knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. How know, many times do you try it? and get that pile on one fork and you're pissed and when there's two left? Yeah. Yeah, it falls off the end because it's too big. Oh my god, this is the only entertainment you're gonna get here, folks, on horses in the morning. All right, moving along. Let's figure the last one. 
What is wrong with us? Oh my God, this was not scheduled. Pooh size. Um, Jody says, oh, poor thing. I'm not going to be able to join the auditor Zoom call tonight because I have to take my dog to her chiropractor appointment. What? Oh my God. What chiropractor works at 8 p.m. Eastern? Anyway, Maybe she's in California. Yeah. But anyway, that I left that as the perfect plug for you to talk about the auditor Zoom call, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. T- tonight, to where we are 8 o'clock, we're doing an ugly sweater Zoom call that was requested by the auditors after Radiothon when they saw our ugly sweaters. They wanted to show off their own. Uh, and Jamie will be there. Uh, I think Ashley will be there. I'll be there. So you can join us. It's posted in the auditor room, and the link to the Zoom call is posted in there, too. And before we go, we're going to get into the auditor post show here. We're going to do a most likely to edition. Uh, but before we go, I have to tell you about... I have to tell you about Nigel and Scooter's terrifying couple of days. They are boarded at a very nice stable in a very nice neighborhood in Ocala that's backed up by some woods. Now, this is almost, this is off of Route 200, but anybody knows Ocala knows that's a main kind of thoroughfare with all the stores and stuff. And it's not country anymore. It's built up all around there. Um, but uh, so they have this woods behind. Jennifer goes out the first day. And the, she tries to lunge Nigel, and he would have no parts of it. I mean, they're, they're the only two boarded there. Uh, he would have no parts of it. He, he kept staring at the woods. He was totally on alert, and Scooter was too. And she said, I just couldn't get him. To, I just finally gave up and let him go because they were not focused. And the next, then we hear later in the day from, from the barn owners that they would not even come down to their stalls. They were staying at the far end of the field. They would not get anywhere near the woods to even go to the barn. So the next day we go out, same thing. They are just on alert. They had not come down at all. And we were like, okay, well, we know there's something in the woods. Is it a bobcat or a bear or whatever, which would be unusual for this area. Um, And they were just, we couldn't do anything with them, Jamie. There was nothing to be done. We tried to bring them into the barn. They weren't having any parts of it. They were rearing. They would back off. And you knew it was a, you knew it was a situation you didn't need to push it. Right, you weren't pushing that. You were going to get through whatever was scaring them to death. Here's the here's the <laughs> the cowboy rule on that: never start a fight. You can't win. You no, know, and we weren't winning that one because Nigel was not having it. He was he wanted to be free. They wanted to be loose so they could get away. Right, and Scooter kept pushing Nigel towards the woods. <laughs> so that was funny, um, but. It's because it's Scooter. You eat, you know, eat Nigel first. Uh, you I won't be hungry after was. you're done with Nigel. <laughs> so, so. Then we're standing there, and we're, we're going, okay, we're going to have to take a walk in the woods and see if we can figure this out. Oh, uh, yeah, they always they do that in the horror movies, you know? I yeah. heard that noise. Let's go explore and yeah. see what it is. Well, they have seen bobcats on the cameras out there, but bobcats are tiny. They don't make that much noise. And this was a lot of noise. So, so then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes an Angus cow out of the woods. Oh, what? Out of the woods in the middle of this development. And then a baby Angus cow comes out probably a couple months old, right beside right beside her, I assume her. Uh, and they stand there staring at us. And I think that what they were looking for was water. They had obviously gotten loose to the farm. So we, we talked to the barn owners and they were like, oh yeah, there's one farm here that's left with cows and they're always getting out. But it was yeah. it was probably a half a mile away. 
So these cows made their way across the roads, through the neighborhoods, into this patch of woods. Lord knows when they had a drink glass, which is what I think they were looking for when they came out and stared at us. Um, Did you give them some water? Uh, they contacted the owners pretty quickly because they're well known for their cows getting out. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, we have a neighbor like that yeah. too, but with goats. Uh, and they came over and they rounded up the cows and took them away. And then apparently, according to the barn owners, uh, Scooter and Nigel just settled down immediately. As soon as they yeah. could smell them anymore, they were fine. And then fine after that. But they weren't eating. They were doing nothing for two days except fretting over the woods. So I, if we'd known they were cows, I would have went into the woods sooner. Except cows, as we learned, is are one of the most dangerous animals out there. So and, he, oh, yeah. and there was a baby with her, so I didn't really want to push the issue ourselves, not knowing these cows. We've had cows before; they can be intimidating at times. So anyway, that was their terrifying couple of days. The cows from hell. Uh, in the wow, back. Wow, you're uh, lucky to be alive. I know they're lucky to be alive. Poor Scooter. We have cows next to us, and I was out with with farm boy and we were riding. I was like, let's canter to the top of the hill. And he's like, okay. So we pick up a canter and we go all the way up top of the hill. Well, apparently humans cantering on horses was mm. really interesting mm. to all the cows on the other side Who of the fence. Running and over were, to say hi. I mean, sprinting right up. Like, what are y'all doing? And then my horse and his horse decided <laughs> to canter gallop down the hill. <laughs> they were like, peace. <laughs> we're out yeah so, so your horses are cow be, horses too just like ours i told you it's the wussiest andalusian in the history of the world <laughs> i need to change his change he needs a name called spooky weren't, muddy pants <laughs> weren't andalusians weren't they born in cow country there do you know do you know i've i traced his bloodlines back do you know what he's supposed to actually like gen, his genetics are yeah bullfighters <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I told it to my vet. I'm like, he's supposed to be a bullfighter, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, he lost that so gene he's... about three generations ago." Well, my my vet was like, "Oh, so he's stupid," and I was like, "What do you mean he's stupid? No, he's like brave and like uh, the, his bla- he's supposed to be brave." She was like, "He's stupid." I'm like, he's not stupid. She's like, what kind of animal walks into an arena with no protection whatsoever and f- decides to fight a bull? And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's a he good point. pretty stupid. Yeah, that is a good <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to close out. Auditors, hang on. We're going to play He's a little cute, game with though. you. Uh, we appreciate you being here, and it's good to, good to be back with you, Jamie. We're going to be back the rest of the week this week. Uh, we do have, I think we have, I'm not sure what we have tomorrow. I've lost track. Do you know what today is, Glenn? Today? It's the Seinfeld episode. It's the show about nothing. We did a whole <laughs> show about we nothing. We did. We did do a whole show about nothing. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. All right, everybody. Spay, neuter, geld. (laughs) 